0: Hello, my name is Thomas and welcome to this edition of British Culture, Albion Never Dies. Today I'm doing a slice of North Yorkshire life, looking at the newspaper The Darlington and Stockton Times, founded in 1847. I like looking through these local news stories because, of course, the big news is important, it's lovely to see what's going on in the world, but it's also really nice to see what's going on in our world. I mean, if you're in a local newspaper, You tend to be really proud of it. Lots of people, you know, buy the newspaper, cut it out, maybe buy a few, send it to their friends. And it's one of those stories you hear people talk about. Oh, yeah, I was in a local newspaper once, dot, dot, dot. And I think it just gives a real insight into how life is rarely lived. Um, So I bought a copy of the Darlington and Stockton Times just to see what was going on in the place where I'm currently staying, a little village up in North Yorkshire, and I thought I'd see what's going on. Of course, the big news story in the u k right now is the weather. This summer has broken all records it's been uh, over forty degrees centigrade, which of course, if you're say from the south of California, is nothing. <laughs> of course, I lived in uh, you know Turkey, Cyprus, and uh, China, southern China, where these temperatures are nothing, but in the u k we are set up for cold winters and warmish summers, and this has been quite a shock for a lot of people. So the front page of uh, the paper that I'm looking at, uh, Friday, August the 12th, talks about the, the fires breaking out in scorching, scorching weather. But, of course, this is stuff that you see on the main news. I'm not adding anything new, so I, I went through to see what's going on in the local environment. And this is my top story. I start, start with a favourite. Work experience schoolboy helped save Man's eyesight it was reported by Alexa Fox staff reporter and it's uh, Alexander Pickering age 15 who was on a placement at Specsavers up in Ripon. a schoolboy on work experience has been praised for helping save a man's eyesight he was on placement at Specsavers in Ripon when holiday maker John Morgan who was suffering from blurred vision called in Alexander who attends Ripon grammar school ran the diagnostic scan which alerted the optician to something unusual in the retina Mr Morgan was urgently referred to Harrogate Hospital, which revealed a dangerous blockage in the main retinal vein, a condition which can lead to permanent loss of vision. Mr Morgan said thankfully, because I was diagnosed so early, there is a chance I can save my eye and maintain some vision. Alexander, who has been trained to use a 3D optical diagnostic scanner, which can detect sight-threatening eye conditions early, said, I was really pleased the pretest I did picked up on Mr Morgan's eye condition. Thankfully, the optician was able to confirm the diagnosis and contacted the hospital to make an immediate appointment for him. If it had not been picked up, he could have gone blind. And this is a fantastic news story, again, about a schoolboy doing a work placement, having a real, real effect on somebody's life. I feel that if I was Alexander Pickering, if I knew him, I'd be cutting this out and framing it, you yeah, know, put it somewhere nice, in the kitchen, in the main room, maybe in the toilet, I don't know. <laughs> wherever you put your newspaper clippings that are important. The Year 10 student who will be taking his GCSE next year and is aiming uh, for a career in healthcare said, I was thrilled to play a small part in a much bigger team of people at Specsavers in helping to save someone's eyesight. I really like it. The boy who's, of course, the hero of the piece is immediately talking about the team. Uh, I never expected to learn so much and achieve something so worthwhile during my work experience. Again, I think it's fantastic. Mr. Morgan, the holiday maker, is from Salford. So that's my top story. I think that's the, the nicest story. Again, I think everyone in the school would be praising him this is the kind of thing the headmaster would be talking about uh, when schools are back. And again, I feel this gives a nice little insight as we look at all oh, the kind of work experience kids are doing around here and uh, the kind of recognition that they can get. Just rustling the newspaper as I get to the the next story I really wanted to look at. Again, another good news story, which, again, you don't really get that on the main news. It's always doom and gloom. But I really like, of course, there are some serious stories in a local newspaper. But this is serious stuff. Delight at Yorkshire's first breeding ospreys. For centuries, ospreys have not been recorded breeding in Yorkshire since records began in 1800 and were generally extinct in the UK until returning initially to remote parts of Scotland from Scandinavia in the 1950s. Um, So the gentleman who's who's leading uh, this story said, one of the gamekeepers in the local area noticed two ospreys together in the area and gave him the confidence there could be a pair establishing in the territory. So of course, all the, the local bird sanctuaries, all the local birders, the experts are coming in and i can confirm that yorkshire now has uh this breeding bird of prey again a fantastic news story um wildlife returning again I, I, maybe i'll get into the the local arguments <laughs> it's always good to see what is everyone up in arms about here it is planning permission always always a sensitive thing around here where the little village where i'm in um, the cottages are all a few hundred years old there used to be an old linen mill here uh, which has since been uh, demolished but all the houses that kind of surrounded it are here Uh, there's a church going back centuries i mean when i say centuries uh, the church itself is a couple hundred years old the stones themselves were repurposed uh, from a church that had to be rebuilt on the same site uh, for going over a thousand years and some of just lying around inside you've got in this uh, church, St. Thomas's, you have some Viking carvings, so over a thousand years. They're just lying around until some funding comes in to display them a bit nicer, but at the moment they're just lying around these beautiful, beautiful, intricate uh, Viking carvings. Um, so again, the, the area is rich in history. So of course, if ever you want to make something new, you have to be quite sensitive, you have to tie it into local demands, and so planning committees, you know, things can get fractious. Uh, the headline reads, Sun goes down. On Solar Farm, its plans refused permission. So this is a controversial plan for 190-acre solar farm in a little place called Hambleton. So initially, this site was said to be low quality uh, grade 3B land, but independent consultants brought in uh, by Hamilton local council revealed 92% of it was grade two, which is the best and most versatile land. More than 120 people objected to the plan. ...with 86 writing in support of the scheme. Excuse my phone. So, um, so yeah. Anything of this size... ...when you get 120 people writing on one side... ...86 people writing on the other... That is a village. (laughs) It seems like everybody has been involved. The majority didn't want the solar farm, and I think uh, one of the objectors here is quoted, uh, really explains it well. He says, people will no doubt bring out the well-worn response that solar is good for the country, and it is. But There is not one jot of benefit added by having it on Grade 2 land. It brings exactly the same benefit on Grade 3b or even brownfield land, but the consequence of putting solar on grade two land means that land able to produce milling wheat and potatoes has been lost for a period of between 40 years and forever 40 years was the requested time for these solar panels they could make back their return on investment so again i feel this is the kind of story which everybody in that area the little village they'll all be talking about it so it's again it's one reason why i really like to to go into the local newspapers i just do another local story before i go to a big national story which is uh, fun in the sun at osmotherley <laughs> osmotherley is a little little village where they've had their 112th annual show and what kind of things go on an annual show you're very familiar with these things i've lived in suffolk for a while and i've lived in the west midlands and i've lived well most places i've lived in the uk have been rural or semi-rural and um, so this one has a popular fell race um a fell race, well, it's a race along the fells. Um, so it's similar to trail running, but trail running is normally done on an existing hiking trail. Whereas a fell running, you go off the beaten trail. You run over hills, possibly through bogs, through all kinds of uh, all kinds of difficult terrain. And that's the whole idea. At the uh, Oswestry uh, annual show, there are also vegetable shows. <laughs> who's got who's got the best uh, got the best rhubarb? Uh, there's also dog uh trials you know sheepdog trials uh dog scurries and a parade of vintage tractors again i feel this is the kind of thing that everyone is piling into and the newspaper carries reports of who were the trophy winners so uh so congratulations uh to mr d hall for winning the john smith vegetable trophy (laughs) and uh, the daniel cup for children under 12 years went to mr h price and so on and so on again a little supplement in the newspaper that I feel the whole village will be talking about for ages. Right now, I sort of get some big news. The country is, of course, still talking about Rishi Sunak and Liz Trust. Uh, sorry, Liz Trust, both with Yorkshire connections. Liz Trust is, of course, from Leeds, and she's made a great deal of that in some of the debates. Whilst Rishi Sunak is. Uh, is an MP for a uh, North Yorkshire constituency. So both of them have been uh, making as much as possible because they are taking their show on the road. They've been at Darlington Hippodrome uh, fairly recently uh, as members of the Conservative Party, local members of the Conservative Party, questioning them about what they would do if they were Prime Minister. So lots and lots of people um, message me when I did my my two political episodes the next prime minister and I think it was 10 questions about British politics um, so it's carrying on they're touring the country and of course if they come to Darlington the Darlington newspaper will report it it's ongoing um, there haven't been any major shocks in it they're both talking about the cost of living crisis but it seems that most people are so those were the main news stories, the heat wave. The young boy who saved somebody's eyesight, which I think is a fantastic news story. Uh, put in the Sun, off awesome Motherly, again, just a, a little village show. I suppose one last thing, Darlington has put in their bid to host next year's Eurovision Song Contest. The Eurovision Song Contest is, of course, a magnificent event, which seems relatively little known in the US. Makes sense. The US doesn't enter as it's not in Europe. Uh, Then again, a few countries not in Europe have entered. And, of course, it's a song contest that's been going... I think since the 50s, originally it was a huge technical achievement that, you know, all these different countries were able to select their favourite pop song and they send in their contender and then everybody votes on everybody else's else's entry. The UK has generally seen this as a bit of a joke and has put forward joke entries, Uh, but this year... There was a gentleman who's a singer, a British singer who was very, very popular on TikTok and his his TikTok followers all voted that he should be our entry in the UK. And then his uh, fans around Europe all voted and he did fabulously well, uh, getting second place. Of course, first place went to Ukraine. And Ukraine cannot host the Eurovision Song Contest next year for very obvious reasons. Uh, So although they are the winner, they will give the hosting to the the second favourite countries, and that was the UK. So Britain will host it. There are quite a few towns putting forward and cities putting forward that they should host next year's Eurovision Song Contest, in which singers from all over Europe will come to compete for top pop entry in Europe or rock or whatever. Whatever music genre. But anyway, Darlington has confirmed their bid, and even the person putting in their entry, it's a little place. She said, I know that Darlington is perfectly suited to host this global event, and though I'm well aware it is an outside shot, I think we have a very strong case. (laughs) Well, good luck to them. I know there's some bigger cities putting it forward, uh, but those those were the news stories from these little villages up in North Yorkshire. I will come back um, very soon with James Bond in Istanbul, part three. But I've been running around, being back in England, um, sorting out all kinds of other things. I thought I'd take a little break to do this, this fun entry, and uh, I have plenty more research on, well, this very British character in Istanbul. So, I'll be back with that soon. Uh, let me know if you have any questions. Let me know if any of these news stories struck you as, as interesting or strange or if I said something that, that you want to explain me a little bit more. You can contact me on Instagram at FlemmyNeverDies. You can email me at albineverdies at gmail.com. Any way that you can see how to contact me is in the show notes. Um, do it. Go ahead and thank you very much to those who already have done. And thank you very much to two, two people, I don't know who, who recommended this podcast to others by rating it five stars on iTunes. Thank you very, very much. Um, I think I now have seven five-star reviews on iTunes. And again, that helps help, helps other people discover it. It comes up in the recommendations um, in ways that previously wouldn't. So thank you very much for helping more people find this podcast. And again, another thank you to those who've messaged me with ideas and suggestions. I take them. I use them. Thank you very, very much. And thank you for listening. Goodbye.